Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses various risk management categories, such as vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the period from June 30th to July 6th, 2014. Cisco Live 2014 keynotes, partner case studies, and session presentations are now available. Registration on the website allows access to additional resources and presentations. Go to www.ciscolive.com US. Vulnerability activity for the period decreased, but included multiple security advisories and software updates for Apple, for OSX, iOS, Safari, and Apple TV, as well as multiple updates for Red Hat products. June 2014 alert metrics show the decrease in activity for the month, but the annual totals to date show a 3% increase for the first six months of 2014. Apple released security advisories addressing multiple vulnerabilities for OSX, iOS, Safari, and Apple TV. While none of these vulnerabilities stands out as particularly significant, the WebKit vulnerability should always be noted due to the wide use of the open source WebKit software in multiple browser products. With the web vector remaining the top threat, users should not only install these Apple updates, but also consider the other computer and mobile devices that may be impacted by these vulnerabilities. Red Hat released multiple security advisories addressing vulnerabilities in Enterprise, CloudForms Management, Docker, Ruby on Rails, and multiple Apache packages, including Tomcat. Additional security advisories for the period included the new PHP 5.5.14 version that addresses multiple vulnerabilities and EMC advisories for Documentum and Network Configuration Manager. Researchers reported another WordPress plugin vulnerability in the Mail Poet plugin, while WordPress systems continue to be highly targeted by criminal operators and attackers. Cisco released updates to a security advisory for multiple vulnerabilities in OpenSSL, affecting Cisco products. Cisco also released a security advisory for multiple vulnerabilities in Cisco Unified Communications Domain Manager. Malicious code activity included a two-part series of Cisco security blog posts for recent attack activity and the Havax attacks. For more information, go to blogs.cisco.com security. In spam activity, Netcraft reported a phishing campaign using malicious Bitcoin wallet advertisements through Bing searches. The Anti-Phishing Working Group released their Q1 2014 report highlighting significant activity and trends in phishing activity. In upcoming activity, Microsoft released the Microsoft Security Bulletin Advance Notification for July 2014. The announcement reported six bulletins impacting Windows, Windows Server, and Internet Explorer. It will be released on July 8th. IntelliShield published 92 events last week that included 63 new events and 29 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. For more information, visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield. In the physical risk management category, this week included the first named storm of the Atlantic hurricane season and severe summer storms causing widespread power outages and flooding across the United States Midwest, while monsoons, super typhoon Nagori, and a developing cyclone are moving through the Pacific and Indian Oceans. 
The severe weather experienced across the globe during this period can be a high risk to individuals and physical facilities, as well as cause major business and telecommunications interruptions. In the recent report named State of Data-Centric Security, the finding indicated that many organizations may not know where their sensitive and business-critical data is physically or logically located. One of the most overlooked security areas is business continuity and disaster recovery plans, testing, and exercises. As the season's severe weather increases, organizations are advised to review and test their plans to include confirming the location of their data and particularly the data located in cloud services. The second critical test is the actual ability to successfully recover data from existing backup processes, systems, and services. Many organizations have previously experienced outages due to the cloud service location being impacted, and the data owners didn't know that their data was hosted at that remote location. It is critical to understand where the cloud service provider physically stores the data or the multiple hosting locations to determine the potential impact of seasonal storms across the areas and to be able to co-locate or distribute the data to minimize the impact of an interruption. Finally, in the Trust Risk Management category, the Information Systems and Supplies point-of-sale vendor has warned customers of an account compromise that could expose the systems to attacks. The vendor reported that the LogMeIn account used to remotely administer the point-of-sale systems may have been compromised and that the vendor used a common password for all their managed point-of-sale systems. The brute force compromise of the administrative account has been linked to the recent point-of-sale system compromises of multiple restaurant chain attacks. Aside from the obvious weakness of using a common administrative password, which unfortunately continues to occur across multiple compromises, the more significant issue is the management of third-party service providers leading to a compromise of your systems and data. The due diligence required to manage third-party service providers remains high, and as organizations move to more third-party services to both reduce costs and simplify their operations, the challenge of managing these services will continue to be a high risk. Aside from the detailed service agreements between the companies and service providers, companies should challenge service providers' security practices and posture to determine the level of risk associated with the service. Also, they should take the additional step of monitoring the service provider's network activity entering and exiting the company's environment to validate the services and identify any security issues with the service. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com go SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.